Oh, jeez, Doc. I don't just feel good about anything that I do. What do I got? Well, it seems like you have a bad case of imposter syndrome. Oh, man, Doc. How, how do I deal with that? I don't even know. Well, it sounds like you need this jam. You're listening to DevMap, the podcast for junior developers and the cure for imposter syndrome. We are here to bring you tips, tricks, and tools of the trade to navigate your career as a developer. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the DevMap Podcast. Season 2, it has definitely been a while. Uh, last recording, we were doing a C-Sharp Bootcamp uh, as a career accelerator, and uh, something happened in between. I don't remember what exactly. Coronavirus! Coronavirus! No. <laughs> this is a crazy year, y'all. Uh, but uh, we are back, and I'm going to make sure that we are uh, doing this at a more consistent pace. Uh, and so with that, I have some very interesting guests on this next episode. So my guests today are all recent graduates of a career accelerator here in San Antonio. Uh, so what is this career accelerator? Well, it helps those who were previously in some other uh, field, uh, maybe not in tech, but um, uh, we'll let them give their stories, right? Uh, but this way they go through this and then they become uh, full stack developers, right? So we're going to talk to them today as far as their experience uh, during the career accelerator. I'll get some questions out of them, some thoughts, and we'll go from there. So without further ado, we're going to do this in non-sequential order. All right. So uh, my guests today are Elvira Valdez. Kristen Collier, and Eleanor Ellingson. Say hello, y'all. Hi, everyone. Hello. Hello. All righty. So um, what I kind of want to do is just get a little bit of background information for the listeners. So we'll just kind of go in a ro round robin. And um, what, what were you doing before uh this career accelerator so we'll start with you uh elvira sure hi so my name is elvira valadez and before attending this uh, career accelerator i was actually a teacher i was a teacher for five years i had a blast teaching in elementary school and i really became really fascinated with all of the education technology we were using in the classroom it had it really had me wondering you know how are these applications that we're using every day being developed like how are these being created and so from that from those questions i knew you know what can i do with this curiosity that i have and so it really made me want to go and pursue a career in software development and so that's kind of what led me into what i'm doing now that's pretty cool that's pretty cool i think a lot of the um the way schools now are more uh tech heavy you know it kind of forces uh, instructors to uh, uh, to kind of be more tech savvy, right? 
Oh, definitely. Yeah, it was uh, it was a really fun time being in the classroom. I was actually teaching during the pandemic. And so that was a lot of fun for me, to be honest. I had a blast integrating technology into the classroom with my students. I uh, really enjoyed helping my fellow teachers integrate technology into their classrooms and showing them different education technologies around the ed tech space. And so really being able to now see kind of like, you know, pulling the the cover over and seeing really what makes these applications work is super exciting. That's cool. That's cool. I love I love education in, in that way. Um, so, uh, Kristen, uh, what what were you doing prior to uh, the career accelerator? Which, by the way, when did when did y'all start this this journey? Uh, we started in September, uh, September twenty first. Uh, it's been a it's been a really fun time. Um, as for my background, I also come from the education realm, uh, worked in special, special education as an instructional assistant, and um, like Alvita said, I, I had a blast. Um, it's a great, great field to be in. Um, I kind of left after, you know, some, some personal health issues, of course, we all, you know, need, we need to adapt, and um, unfortunately, being in, you know, elementary school, you can't help germs, right? So, um, kind of branching out and seeing, um, I guess what all I'm skilled at, and my, both of my parents are into programming. My mom works um, with SQL. My dad works with uh, voiceover IP. So I'm just very interested, and I've always been the kid taking apart a computer, and this seemed like the next best step. Oh, that was that was always me. I would take apart like uh, the thing that my mom bought me for you know birthday gift. I take it apart but somehow i always ended up putting it back together and there was like two screws that were left over so either i'm a more efficient assembler or not that great exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> okay cool cool all right and uh eleanor uh what were you doing prior to this career accelerator so hi i'm eleanor ellingson and i um had i have a degree in business management and i have run a few businesses um the latest um has been i, I own a a vending machine company and um we have vending machines all over and i have employees and all of that but it really was pretty much part-time work and um it kind of runs itself and i found that as i was running my businesses i was really drawn to the tech side of everything i love i i built built some wordpress um websites and i was just trying to do more and and i loved it um i was always setting up you know systems that you know involve tech to um make things more efficient and so when i decided i wanted to start working full-time it just made sense to do um, software development so that's why I'm here that's cool that's cool I I, I that's a very interesting business model uh, I have a I have a degree in business management as well um, and I always was found it interesting the the vending machine um, I was like man like what can I get into with that it just feels so I don't know. It's such a niche market, and it it always intrigues me. Always, always. Um, did did you ever have a, a vending machine with like masks during like during the pandemic? That would have been kind of a 
maybe a cool thing maybe you know we we have to wear masks we still do i my employees um when they go and fill um for a long time a lot in one particular place um that we have most of our machines and it's a really big contract um they closed down a lot of the break rooms so so we didn't even we weren't even able to go into them but yes we we still have to wear masks and all of that and but it works it's just kind of life right now so i gotcha yeah um and if you're interested uh par scale is uh no par scale um par level i think it's par level sorry they they have a like vending machine type system um, that's at, uh, here in Geekdom in San Antonio. And uh, it's kind of like a vending machine type. So you just have to scan the item. So I think that's pretty cool. Um, and they are, I think they have been hiring uh, off and on. So that's something uh, if you're still uh, looking for uh, employment, that's something that you can kind of look at. Um, but anyways, uh, so I'll ask you this next question. Um, you know, during this time, uh obviously y'all started during the during the pandemic um you know was there something kind of holding you back or maybe you kind of second guessing kind of going into you know this this career accelerator because um a little a little bit of context uh for y'all listening in um the this career accelerator it's very intense right it's it's nine to five uh i i've seen people do like eight all the way to seven you know it's it eats up a lot of time and so you really have to dedicate yourself to this right you can't you you have to have a support group to get you through it right so i just kind of always like you know what what was the personal sacrifices or what were you like okay you know what it's going to be worth it in the end um what was what was your story on that uh we'll start with you eleanor so i had a really great support system um my husband and children were all really behind me um i was nervous about everything that just the learning i i'm i i love to learn new things but i was just nervous about it but it wasn't really holding me back because, you know, with my with my company, I I had to learn everything from scratch, and so I knew that I had that capability. So I, I was just really excited, and you know, honestly, the pandemic pushed me into it because my my business was so slow for a while that I needed something. So so it wasn't holding me back, but I was a little a little concerned. Okay, cool, cool. All right, uh, Elvira. Uh, how about you? What, what did you have any second guesses or kind of, you know, what was um, anything holding you back per se uh, into before going into this journey down this path? That's a good question. So, was there something holding me back from making the career change? I would say at first, the, the initial thought I had was I was very, very passionate about teaching. You know, I feel like. I kind of went out with I went out with a bang in a way. I, I won, you know, Educator of the Year my last year. Very, very passionate about teaching, and so something that was always in the back of my mind was like, am I making the right decision to go into this new field when I know I'm just so passionate about serving others and helping others? But then realizing that, hey, 
software development is a great way and a great opportunity to reach even more people and, and make a difference in their lives. So I think at, at, the, at the beginning, that was probably one of the things that kind of had me second guessing, like, did I make the right choice? But then once, once I got the opportunity to start coding and making these applications, I was like, oh man, yeah, this is definitely where I want to be. Super fun. I can impact so many different people just through the applications that we build. And just, um, yeah, so that's pretty much it. I would say that just really thinking about, you know, is, is this the right path for me? Because I know how passionate I am about serving others, but also knowing after having that experience, knowing that, hey, yeah, it is. It is the right place for me. Yeah, definitely. Um, and, you know, I think that's a big thing is that, you know, public service is such a commendable you know field of work um it's it, it, i feel like it's more like entrepreneurship you have to do a lot of bootstrapping on your own right um and not bootstrapping as in the css framework i mean like you have to be self-motivated you have to you know have that that support group behind you right no definitely 100 percent. uh kristen how about you like um do you have any like any doubts before you know going and making this career change so I was initially looking to apply um, last year and um, in an effort to save up uh, some, some money, I didn't do it and I waited until, uh, of course, you know, September cohort started. And um, so my initial, I guess, worry was doing it all online. And as I went through the program, the really cool thing about technology is it's it's all online. And so um, that's where all of your resources are. and. Um, I feel like I got, you know, pretty good at, uh, you know, knowing how to, it seems silly, but just knowing how to Google and knowing how to learn. And it's, it's been a really big help. Um, I guess it's, it's a plus to find silver linings and things, but I really do feel grateful that I was forced through the pandemic to work in such a, such a, an online environment. Um, and now I can, you know, work from anywhere and I've gotten a lot of skills that I might not have otherwise gotten. Yeah, I think I think this um, this pandemic was kind of like a a blessing in disguise for some, right? It it offered a lot of people kind of um, reflection and um, maybe an opportunity to grow. And and I think part of that is the way someone. Um, someone has a mindset to doing things right like there are those who are like hey look you know what um like so for example teachers right um they were used to in class uh ex you know teaching right and then now they were forced to like go entirely virtual and it was very impactful there were some teachers that like it was a very shock right um that they had to learn, you know, OJT and just really quickly like learn. And a lot of the school infrastructure was kind of exposed or uh, had to change a lot of things, right? And and to accommodate for that. And um, it, it, it's all about mindset, I think. And so, um, Eleanor, do you think like, do you think the mindset 
that people have affects um, their journey through like a career accelerator or a career change. Absolutely. Um, so the the mindset that um, I found that was really important is the I can do it mindset. Like I can do anything. I can learn anything because, you know, we were, we, we went so fast. Like we learned so many things and, you know, you would, you would learn a, a new concept and the next day you would be expected to know that concept and learn another new concept that built on that. And, and, and you can do it. And it was set up so that you really can succeed, but you have to have that mindset and that um, attitude of, I can do this and not, I can't do this. I'm not good enough. Um, and you know, that, that's what, that's what really got me through. Um, and there was, you know, honestly, there was a few times that, that I let that mindset kind of go away and and that's when I really struggled. So, you know, I had to get it back and, and then I did, I did well, I did fine. So. Yeah. Yeah. And, and really that mindset, that negative mindset, I think it's really, uh, that imposter syndrome that we kind of all, you know, go through. I mean, even me, you know, a more seasoned developer, I, you know, I still have moments of, of imposter syndrome. Um, what about you, Elvira? Uh, you know, is the mindset, is that, you know, guide, you know, uh, how we approach career changes or this career accelerator? Um, you know, what was your mindset? Yeah, that's, so that's a great question. I feel like as a teacher, naturally, I, I, I have a, I feel like I have a growth mindset, you know, right from the back. I actually, I, I'm a first generation college grad and, you know, first in my family to, to go to college and, and do the non-traditional in, in my family in that way. And so I feel like having a growth mindset is very important, especially in a career accelerator to realize that, you know, what you think is kind of like what you, what you become in a way. And so if you're thinking to yourself, I can do this, just like Eleanor was saying, like, I can do this. Yes, it might be difficult, but I I will keep working. I can't do it yet. You know, using that magic word of yet. I might not be able to do this yet, but if I keep working, I can. And just being positive and and realizing that your words matter and keeping that growth mindset, trying to battle the imposter syndrome is so important, especially in a career accelerator. Definitely, definitely. I think just having that positive mentality and positive energy kind of like offsets that imposter syndrome uh what about what about you Kristen? like you feel the same way as uh, alvira yeah uh i think got up to i can't even say that word anymore after typing everything for so long um adapting to you know to surroundings is something that i feel teaching really gave me and programming kind of requires that and i had this thought the other day that you know you know, if you asked me two months ago, you know, how do I really feel about, say, the logic of JavaScript, right? Well, two months ago, I felt a little, you know, shaky, and I revisited it uh, yesterday, and I'm working through the logic, and after working with, you know, Java OOP for, you know, the better part of two months, um, I realized, you know, a lot of my, my thinking has really been shaped, and my habits are 
are sticking in a way, and, and like Eleanor said, everything goes so fast, in a way that like I'm not even realizing that my habits are good or that my knowledge is growing. And it's nice to have those little moments to look back and realize like, yeah, I, I can do this, you know. It's just a matter of, like Alveda said, just yet. Um, Yeah, definitely. I think I think if we have, uh, I don't know if y'all I don't know if y'all have experienced it, but if you have those moments where like those those micro dosing moments <laughs> of like self realization or like self uh, validation, right? Like, hey, you know what? Like a month ago, I couldn't do this, and then now I'm doing it, or I did it right you know giving that that yourself that validation i think kind of offsets that well you know i'll never learn anything i'll never uh i'll never master of it and i think that's kind of the point right You're, we're not supposed to master an entire language in which a community has built right you know one person it's kind of like um saying you know i'll never be I'll never be the I'll never be the uh, greatest if I can't, you know, consume the ocean, right? It, it's you can't do it. It's not possible, right? Um. So, it, it it's just about mindset, I think. Um, and, and with that perspective, I think um. Maybe maybe we can have that self reflection. So, uh, Eleanor, do you think? thinking back thinking back when you before you started and kind of through the the career accelerator right did you do you think your perspective or your you know um maybe your personality or your way of thinking did that change in like a really meaningful way for you i think that honestly just what we were talking about before the the idea i i have i've started thinking of myself more as a software developer um i am techie um i never really thought of myself that way before um and you know and i love it like my my daughter came to me my 16 year old daughter came to me the other day and said she's getting ready to um go to college next next year and she said mom i would like to learn some coding and and i just felt really confident in the fact that i can help her with that and i can get her started and um it, it just makes me really excited so so i guess i guess the way it changed was just my confidence in my abilities no, that's good. That's good. Um, what about you, Elvira? Uh, you know, can you reflect back and, you know, see growth? Or maybe can you kind of give us that that insight into, like, what was your perspective prior, maybe during, and maybe now after? You know, has that, has that changed in a meaningful way? Uh, definitely. So I think reflecting back, and I'm going to think about a, a particular moment in my experience as a developer early on in, in the, the program. We, I remember being exposed to HTML and, and CSS and Bootstrap early on in the curriculum. And so 
At that time, I was so excited. It's like, wow, I can take on the world. I'm gonna make so many applications, you know, front end. It, looked, it, it sounded so fun. And so I remember building an application, a front end application, it stayed up like late into the night, so excited. And it was uh, just, it was a simple, like a, a blog. And I was so excited about it. And then just reflecting, we actually recently created, you know, blog, a blog, uh, a full stack blog application recently. And then reflecting on how that looks compared to the one that we built early on in the curriculum, how much growth has happened from that point to this one was just so mind blowing how much we can learn as individuals in such a short amount of time. So it really just kind of, you know, solidifying the fact that having that growth mindset and realizing that you can always grow, not just as a developer, but as you know, as a human being growing in your learning abilities, that really just solidified that. And that's how the experience really changed my perspective. I really, like I said, solidified that for me. Yeah, for sure. I think, I think we're all, uh, you know, should always be uh, lifelong learners, you know, uh, you don't necessarily have to be in the tech field, but you know, as you all can always grow in, in whatever it is that you do personally or professionally. Um, Kristen, uh, any, any reflection as well? Um, I had a lot of fun just working in my groups. Um, really, um, how do I put this? Really shaping myself as a developer for not just, you know, best practices for naming conventions or, or methods to use, but in ways to interact with others. Um, I mean, teamwork has always been very vital to me coming from a special education background. So to me, like the requirement to do so in programming has given me a lot more confidence than I would have. I definitely had it done this on my own. I think everyone's capable of learning programming on their own and going through things. But, you know, going through a career accelerator helped me be more structured and gave me things that I don't think that I can learn from a website. Yeah, definitely. Um, and kind of, kind of talking a little bit more on on your, you know, background. Uh, you said you're a, uh, what was it? A, a um... uh, instructional assistant. Instructional assistant. Okay. Uh, do you think that that made you have more patience? Um. Yeah, one hundred percent. Uh, one of my favorite things I learned as a teacher. I mean, you you get to learn all day, um, teaching you know students, and I got to take so many de-escalation uh, trainings and those are all there's like a free uh, what is it uh, not conflict resolution free personal development I mean you know they're just teaching me how to you know teach kids coping skills but in that I'm learning coping skills on my own so the yeah I learned a lot of valuable uh, personal and uh, growth information you know about me when I was teaching there yeah, I think I think that's a big thing because one of the one of the stereotypes I'm not sure if y'all have been exposed to that, but one of the stereotypes that I've I've heard uh is, you know, uh I want I want to be a software developer because I get to make a lot of money and I don't have to talk to people. Uh and you know that's that's not the case, I don't think. You know, I've I I don't know how many times I have to do meetings a day and talk to my teammates or other stakeholders in different departments, you know, and being able to um, speak eloquently to them and, you know, 
bring my point across and my concerns you know that's a big thing and i think you know as educators i think y'all have uh an advantage because y'all can uh speak you know fluently and uh get some of these ideas across um so it, I, I don't know if y'all y'all run into that where you know like oh you know i just i just want to be in tech because i don't have to you know deal with people and they'll pay me money i've definitely heard that stigma for sure um i hear a lot of people saying that and i'm like it is not worth the, the work that you've got to put in to just get the money that you're looking for it is not that simple um i <laughs> encourage anyone with that thought to to rethink it because it's something you're going to do every day for eight hours a day and after you know, after being in any job, it doesn't have to be teaching. You know that your work matters, and if you're slacking somewhere and you're acting like you know what you're doing, programming is not the field for that, I've learned. It is very hands-on, very, very consciously active. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. I, I agree. Oh, sorry about that. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I agree. I definitely agree. I agree with both of you, you in that sense because I feel like just in general – Whatever you're going to be doing for a living, you really need to consider that it's something you're going to be doing, you know, for the rest of your life maybe. And you have to be passionate about your work and you need to understand that it, it's going to make an impact on people and it shouldn't just be for the money in, in any way, shape or form. Because what you're doing is impacting so many people. So with that said, like, you have to be able to put in that, that effort, that passion, that, you know, that extra oomph, I guess you could say, to, to show people that you really love what you do. Yeah, definitely. You know, it's like that saying, you know, if if uh, what you do in life is, is a passion and you enjoy what the work that you do, you never really work a day in your life. Right. Something like that. <laughs> but speaking to that, you know, um, what what do, would y'all change as far as reflecting back through through this? You know through y'all's experience eleanor like give me you know it, it can be just more it can be one or more than one if you if you if you can kind of think through it uh and and provide me more than one example but but just share with us like you know is there anything that you would change or maybe you have would have done something a little bit more you know kind of reflecting back you know hindsight's always 2020 obviously right but you know maybe kind of speak to that so um I probably would have done more um, separate projects. Like there, there was a lot of um, suggestions and ideas of, you know, create this little game from JavaScript or, you know, do this or look into this. And I did a little bit of that, but I was always pretty, you know, overwhelmed with just the classwork that I didn't do enough of that. And I wish I had. Um, I think that it could have really enhanced what I was learning even more. Um, I've really started getting into that now and and it's, and it's amazing and I wish I would have um, done more of that as, as I was learning. Um, so that, that's, that's one thing that, that I wish. Um, and you know, just networking. I mean, I certainly got to know my classmates, which has been awesome. But um, I, I think you know, I could have used LinkedIn and and networked with 
you know others and had that built up so now that I'm looking for a job it it would be a little more seamless um, you know so those are maybe the two things that I would if I could go back would improve on that's cool yeah you, you know it's always that sense of I, I feel overwhelmed and I don't want to go do that because I feel like you know like me personally I have this like I have uh, my mental analogy of I have so many penguins uh, which are my thoughts and they're on this iceberg right and and if I add one one will fall off right so <laughs> I feel like I, I like I can only learn so much you know um, but uh, Elvira, what what would you uh, is there anything you would have you know changed or done more of you know kind of reflecting back yeah, that's a really great question. For me, I would say, uh, looking back, uh, really working with mentors even more so than I than I did. I, I you know, uh, had the opportunity to work with a few mentors during my time in this program, and you know, we were working in the curriculum. I was working really hard with that, so really dedicating my time to the curriculum, and that was my main focus. But working with mentors that have experience in the field earlier on would have been super helpful and amazing and they could have provided even more insight into how to become a better developer. I did do these things, but if I would have started earlier, it would have been even more exciting to hear, you know, their insights earlier on in my in my time at the program. That's good. That's good. It's always it's always good to have some kind of mentor, some kind of one so it's like, hey, if I've already walked this this path, um and to avoid these bumps in the road, you know, you should do this and this. You know, give they give you advice based off experience which I, I think is always um invaluable right um what about you Kristen um anything that you would have done differently or you know more of yeah I've got a I've got a big answer to this one um I I wish that I would have maybe not in the first month maybe maybe sometime the second month just started to just do a little more each day um, cause I, I would work after class and I'd be very diligent during class and I would work on bonuses and, and everything. But one of the, one of the habits I wish I would have started forming more is just working after a little of the day to save myself the Sunday eight hour stretch or like, um, like, you know, Eleanor mentioned like being able to do in that eight hour stretch, like something on the side and just set myself up a little better from the get go, uh, just to establish a good habit. And it ended strong, but I do catch myself thinking like, what if I had, you know, started that good habit one week earlier? You know, what would I have under my belt? What, what sense would I would have, you know, read somewhere that would have helped me understand whatever concept, you know, was being, you know, learned that day. So that's definitely good. You know, um, what, what is it that they say? Uh, uh, you can form good habits in 21 days or 28 days, something like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, so you know, having having good habits, I think, also, you know, uh, reduces the amount of imposter syndrome that that we will kind of creep up on us, right? Um, so that's always something kind of to kind of look at. Uh, but now that you know, we're kind of reflecting. Maybe let's reflect forward, and. Um, We'll kind of go backwards a little bit, uh, Kristen. Um, you know what? What is something 
you know, it could be one thing, it could be many things, whatever. Uh, what is what are, what are some things that you're looking forward to post graduation? You know, what are what are your thoughts on that? I'm going to go ahead and mark the times uh, by just saying I'm excited to just work. Um, I know the pandemic has been tough on everyone. Um, one of the things I'm thankful for is that the pandemic just showed the absolute need for everyone to have a website. Everyone. And it's there's no reason they shouldn't be, um, you know, accessible or uh, just, you know, readable. And one of the things I'm just really excited about is is kind of the, the thing I was scared about at the beginning, that daunting nature of like, what am I going to be doing? And now it's just turning to like, who knows? It, it's a very open-ended, you know, I'm going to make an impact somewhere kind of feeling. I just don't know where. Okay, cool. Uh, Elvira? Yeah, yeah, definitely piggybacking on that. I totally agree. For me, what one thing I'm looking forward to post-graduation is just being able to you know, contribute my skills to, you know, a company somewhere where I can really make a positive impact on society. And like knowing how impactful these web applications are to the world is, it's crazy. It's amazing. And so to be able to give those skills and contribute to that is something I'm really looking forward to post-graduation. Yeah. Making, making some kind of impacts always great. Uh, Eleanor, um, what do you look forward to post-graduation? Well, kind of along the same lines as Elvita and Kristen, I am just excited to get into the workforce and and to just make a difference, to be part of a team, um, and to just see how all the things that I've learned, um, you know, can can be a small part of something awesome, and I'm just. I'm just really excited about that. So that's cool. That's cool. Um, you know, uh, a mentor of mine told me, you know, um, you don't have to change the world with whatever it is that you build or whatever it is that you do. Um, but if whatever it is that you do changes or impacts in a in a meaningful way someone's world then you know your work is worth whatever it is that you know all the effort that you put in you know so that kind of stuck with me just kind of like you know i i don't have to make everyone happy and i don't have to you know do this to you know end a a you know world problem but if if what i do is meaningful to someone you know it could be like a close relative or whatever then then that is enough uh um i guess it, it it's meaningful enough uh that's that's my take on that um so i always i that's why i kind of i did this podcast you know i kind of want to have some kind of meaningfulness um especially those who are kind of going into tech um and they're like i don't know i don't know this you know, is it something I, I want to do? Maybe I don't. Um, but anyway, so uh, with that, actually, the I, I feel that there are not enough women in code. That's just me. My, I could be limited in, in my, you know, 
purview, but uh, at some point, you know, tech was was ruled by 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 strong women, and um, you know, it has um, you know uh, gone down. Maybe I, I don't know, but I, I feel like we need more uh, you know strong women developers or, and, and just in the tech industry altogether. Um, I enjoy seeing some of these um, uh, CEOs of these tech firms. It's, it's just great. It's just great. So, um, you know, to that, uh, what what do y'all each individually think? Like, how could you be impactful as a woman in tech? Right. Like, how? what can you do? Uh, what can you do? And maybe that's a loaded question. Maybe it's not, but you know, it doesn't have to be, you know, super huge, but like what, 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 what could you do to be impactful? Um, and I'll start, I'll start with you, Alvita. That's an awesome question. So for me, I really do feel, um, that we could definitely increase the numbers for women in tech. And, and for me, I really, I, that's very important to me. So I, I feel like uh, one way I can be impactful as a woman in tech is definitely being open to becoming a mentor to other up and coming women in tech and really just sharing my story, letting them know that you don't have to come from a traditional background to get into tech and it's okay. And that's, that's, that's great. We all, we need all sorts of people from different walks of life in the tech space and really just letting them know that it doesn't matter where you come from you can you can do it and look i i did it you can do it we you know if you need a mentor i'm here for you really that's that's one way i feel like i can be impactful as a woman in tech that's good that's good always good to hear um kristen you know i think about this a lot um one of my experiences being in um i guess i guess in any field you know as a woman it's it's just for me more about being, you know, treated as, you know, part of the team and it not being, not being, you know, so much reduced to, to gender or anything or any, or, or any label. Um, it's, or how do I describe it? I just want to make sure that everyone feels like they're part of the team, no matter what. And I try to carry that wherever I go. As far as women getting into tech, um, I do have some conversations with friends about this and you know, they say the same thing like I don't know if I can do it like it seems pretty tough and I'm always curious why because they're doing great things you know that, that aren't programming and they do have the skill set and it's just more about bringing that confidence to to help people realize like I can do this I feel like that's a lot of where the disparity is it's it's you know people thinking oh I can't do this maybe because of gatekeeping or um, just you know how the the industry looks you know being male dominated but just helping others feel as if like i can do this and just being an example of saying hey this was difficult but if i can do it you can definitely do it and just applying that mindset to others yeah you you mentioned a term real quick uh gatekeeping uh I, i'm not familiar with that um can you kind of kind of elaborate on that one real quick if you don't mind uh yeah so the, the way that I first experienced it was um, with teaching methods, uh, working in the education realm, and some people think that their methods are the best, and they're the best at it, and people joining, you know, it's kind of like a like a scoff, you know, like, oh, we'll see what you can do, instead of like, let's see what you can do. And I think that that promotes people to feel inadequate, to keep the people who feel adequate feeling adequate. 
So kind of just a, you know, like this is my field kind of thing. Um, I gotcha. I gotcha. So it's kind of like a, uh, let's see how long it takes you before you fail. Exactly. Yeah. It's like a setting up for failure, but not in a personal sense. Oh, I gotcha. I don't, I don't like that personally. That feels very, um, like almost alienating, right? Yep. And it's unproductive. I mean, you have no idea what people are capable of under, uh, very promoted circumstances. So it's really just, you know, wasted potential there. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Um, I don't know what someone can or can't do until they're given an opportunity to do it, you know? Um, and I think that's kind of the same thing as y'all start applying for jobs, right? Y'all just like, hey, just apply to the job. They don't know your perspective, right? Um, and so I, I've always tell, you know, this, you know, students and other, you know, junior or entry level developers, you know, um, just apply to the job, you know, uh, don't don't give yourself that no, you know. Don't be your own gatekeeper in a sense, right? Um, I like that a lot. Yeah, I've definitely been there with, you know, thinking I can do it or not. And that, that's a good point to not gatekeep yourself. Yeah, I, I think that's the thing. Just give yourself an opportunity. You never know what opportunity may come to you. But if you, you, if you are your own gatekeeper, then you're kind of limiting your opportunities, you know, your rewards. Um, so, yeah, that's... That's a really, that's a really great thought, Kristen. So thank you for that. Um, Eleanor, uh, how could you be impactful as a woman in tech? So this is something that I'm really passionate about. I am, uh, I have two daughters and, you know, they have a lot of friends um, that, you know, come in and out of my house. And I would love to be a mentor for young ladies as well as you know adults but you know as i get into my career that's something that i really want to do and especially i would love to go into high schools and even elementary schools and you know kind of share what i'm doing and help i know that there's a lot of you know after school clubs i would love to to be involved in some of those um just because you know i do have children and i see that there's kind of a lack as far as um promoting that at least in the schools that my kids go to and so i you know i would love to to kind of maybe help with some of that so yeah definitely yeah i i feel like we need more um you know young ladies uh that you know get into stem um uh, you know, I have a daughter and she's only she's only a year and a half. But still, I, you know, anytime there's an opportunity for her to kind of have some, you know, like a ratchet or just some kind of engineering to kind of give her kind of get her accustomed to that, you know, uh, I, I, I'm all for it, you know, because my mentality is, you know, gender aside, you know, can you perform the task and are you willing to learn? You know, that's to me, that's the biggest thing as a as a more seasoned developer. That's all I ask for, you know, uh, and, and and don't be stuck in your ways. You know, it, you know, be willing to learn, be open to learn. Gender has nothing to do with uh, how we are professionally. You know, Th that's just my thought on that. Um, 
So, I did say we're going to have a couple of surprise questions. Uh, so, we'll start with you, Elvita. You get the first surprise question. Uh, and then everybody else can kind of jump in. It won't be a surprise to them, but it'll be a surprise to you. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, are you ready for the surprise question? I'm, I'm waiting with anticipation. I'm nervous. What's, what is the question? Excited but nervous. Okay. All right. Here's the question. Is there a framework of any sort that you were like oh or you had that aha moment like oh i like that you know it does it doesn't even have to be a particular i, I made it very general because it could be anything mm, that's a good question i mean i'm thinking front end here and i'm gonna say bootstrap was a blast to learn that was super fun. I was I was mind blown with Bootstrap in the front end. I was like, oh wow! It was a lot of fun playing with you know, with uh, with CSS, and then we learned Bootstrap. I was like, oh man, my mind is blown. Let's have fun and let's work with this. And now I'm really interested in learning about Tailwind. I keep hearing a lot of great things about that. So hopefully in the future, learn that one. Oh my god, I am definitely a convert to uh, Tailwind. Um, I, I have always been kind of, you know. Uh, begrudgingly against bootstrap you know but uh, I was like man you know can't there be a little bit better way um, and, and you know kind of uh, you know kind of being a little little uh, a little fly on the wall you know I saw something that you posted on on uh, Twitter or uh, LinkedIn I think uh, I can't remember which one but you're like uh, talking about Figma so I, I thought maybe you would have mentioned something about Figma Oh yes, Figma too. You got me on the spot, so I was I was nervous. I was just like, oh, framework. I don't know, a bootstrap. Yeah. Definitely Figma. Such a blast. So during our time at the program, uh, one of our instructors was super amazing and and had mentioned it. it. Was like, oh, you guys should check out Figma. So I was like, okay, well, let me look into Figma. So I looked into Figma. Started. All right. So go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. No. So I was just kind of like. Kind of what for for the listeners that may be not familiar with it or maybe that as they're listening they're like going to google and be like what is figma you know what is that what like what is figma maybe we'll get some sponsorship from them <laughs> <laughs> for well for me from my experience i, I utilized uh, figma for wireframing and that's what i used it for it helped me prepare and design um, for our full stack application Kristen and I were actually fortunate to work together on our last project at this program. And so I looked into Figma like um, our instructor had recommended and I fell in love with it. It's amazing, you guys. It helps you with wireframing. It gives you a basic, like a basic starting point that you can look at and see kind of um, best practices with design. And it really sets you up for success. So I had a blast using that. Um, talked to my team about it on, on our last project and they just fell in love with it too. They're like, oh my goodness, this is amazing. I wish we would have learned about this sooner. It's awesome. So yes, definitely Figma. Super awesome. Super cool. Super cool. All right. So now, Kristen, that you've had some time to kind of see, uh, hear the question and Elvira answer, you know, same question to you. What was that tech tool that gave you that aha moment or you're like, ooh, I enjoy this? Uh, recently, since graduating uh, JUnit and Selenium for unit testing and testing cover, I mean, I, I'm having a blast just researching it. Um, I bought a physical book for it um, in 2021. 
so you know that I'm very serious about it. Um, and then, let's see, I did have one in mind. Uh, yes, my, my aha moment where I knew that this is what I wanted to do. One of my, one of the only like side projects I could really get to thanks to the, the holiday extra weeks in this program um, was a little like piano and keyboard and a drums, you know, I wouldn't call it an application, but um, they, they play music. And it for me was that aha moment, like, wow, like I can connect these things. And I'm working with something called like Tone JS, which is, you know, at the time, like just really, for me, like out of scope. Um, I think there, like I still don't understand it. If you ask me seven questions about it, I'm gonna get every single one of them wrong. But what I do have is the, the desire to, to create something and, and that's just given me a bit more confidence and curiosity. That's cool, that's cool. Uh, Eleanor, you get the uh, same question. Um, what, uh, what was that one tech tool or, you know, it could be anything that kind of like, you know, got you excited or gave you that aha moment, you know? So when we started learning MySQL, I was like, this is so up my alley. I, I am a Microsoft Excel junkie and love the structure and the ability to, you know, have a database and look things up and, and connect, you know, and I, I've been able to do that for years. And so my sequel, I saw, saw so many opportunities to be able to store data and manipulate it and use it in websites. And it was so fun in the projects that we did after that, including our capstone project, um, to be able to, it, it just kind of clicked with me and I loved it. So, you know, I, I, I think, you know, that kind of thing is, is right up my alley so that's cool i think they call it like imperative or Im, uh, imperative or implicit programming uh my sequel the type of way like you just tell it what to do not necessarily how to do it right um so maybe as an interesting little side project for you maybe look into graphql that'd be something kind of cool to look into um all right so those those were the questions, um, but I want everyone to kind of sign off with one last thing, and this will be an interesting question, right? Not necessarily a question, but um, I want y'all to give a message to your future self, right? So later on, when you come back and listen to this podcast, um, you know, you'll you'll listen to the very end, um, and and you know. Give yourself, give your future self uh, some kind of advice or some kind of um, message, you know. So we're, we're playing time travelers right now. So um, so we'll, we'll kind of, we'll start with you, Elvita. I'm sorry that, you know, we're kind of, you're, you're the first, but um, put you on the spot. But yeah, you know, what kind of message would you give to your future self? Oh, that's, that's a good one. I'd probably say, you know, don't give up. You're doing amazing. You're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna be so surprised at how much you've grown today from where, from where you are today to where you are now, or from where you were from the past, because we're thinking about the past, from where you were back then to where you are now has been such a big growth. Like, 
kudos to you. You're awesome. Keep doing what you're doing. You're amazing. Uh, words of affirmation. I like it. Um, Kristen, give give your future self a message. Send him a message. Uh, future self, how bad is my code today? Because I know that yours is already much better. <laughs> um, I hope that you're thriving. I hope you're using all of your your skills to you know the best of your knowledge still, and I hope that the the motivation and the passion were not short lived, and that they are still very strong. Very good message. Very good message. Um, you know, I I, I gave myself a message, um, and my message is going to be, um, you, you know, that taco that is sitting in the fridge. Please throw it away. It's been there too long. Okay, go throw it away. That's my future future message to myself. That is so funny. How do you leave a taco in there? It should be gone by now. You should have eaten it. I know, right? It should have been gone. I know. Anyway, you know. <laughs> um, all right, Eleanor, same question. Give yourself, give your future self a message. Send one. Well, basically, I want to be able to look back on this time, this past six months, and see how far leaps and bounds we've all come and how far I've come personally in my, you know, career as a developer and just the skill levels that I've gained. And for my future self, look at look at where I am and if I feel stagnant, decide what I need to do to continue to have those, you know, that growth and that those leaps and bounds because I proved this past six months that I can do that. So I want to continue to do that. So, yeah. All right, y'all. So thank you so much for joining me on this episode. Um, there's a lot of questions, but a great conversation I think we've had. Um, and so we'll close out the show. Thank you, uh, Elvita, Kristen, and Eleanor for joining me on this podcast, the Dev Map Podcast. The Cure for Imposter Syndrome and for Junior Developers. Uh, reach out to us at Twitter at DevMap Podcast or you can reach out to us in an email at devmapteam at gmail.com or you can listen to us on Anchor FM or any of the other streaming services where you listen to your podcast. Make sure to subscribe. Thank you and we'll see you next time.